Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So in the news everywhere, you have been hearing about the politicians trying to ban TikTok. But there is a secret truth they don't want you to know about. I'm going to reveal that to you right now. Let's go right over to this article that Josh just sent me from the responsiblestatecraft.org. Not sure about the website, but this article is great. TikTok bills could dangerously expand national security state. And let's remember, this is exactly what they did with the Patriot Act during or after 9-11. Congressional proposals to address Chinese ownership of the popular app go well beyond the hearing sound bites. Let's explore. So if you just look at the mainstream media, they'll say, oh, well, the Chinese are spying on us. They're using this as a spying tool. Therefore, we just need to ban it with this bill. But then once you look at the fine print, you're like, whoa, 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 time out here. This isn't really about the Chinese spying on us. This is about giving the United States more power to control and take freedom and liberty away from American citizens. So the article starts by going by saying TikTok has been all the rage in Washington lately, not for the reasons which led to some 150 million Americans using it, but because of the rush by politicians to try to ban the app. And they mentioned that this app is owned by a company called BitDance, which I guess uh, is a Chinese group. And the argument, like we said, is that the Chinese are using this as a surveillance tool. Therefore, we need to ban it. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this title was, wait, wait a minute here, you're, you're banning TikTok because they're spying on us? What about Facebook? <laughs> like, what, what? What What about what about YouTube? What about Google? What about all, you, you're telling me that Instagram isn't spying on you? Come on. And is it, so it's, if it's, if they're spying on American citizens to give to the U.S. government, well, then that's fine. But if they're spying of the Chinese government, whoa, 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 time out. We can't have that. Now, I'm not saying that the Chinese having private information on American citizens is good, uh, but I'm saying that it's it, it's all bad. We don't want big governments, regardless of what country they're from, spying on the citizens, the average Joe and Jane. So, I mean, a little hypocritical here, but let's keep going. They start their skepticism rightfully so, by saying it remains somewhat unclear exactly how the Chinese government would use TikTok to harm American users in ways that other big tech apps do not. Boom. Mic drop. This raises the question of whether what is needed is not an attack on TikTok, but a broader effort to protect user privacy and protect children from harmful content content on big tech apps in general. Okay, I mean, I don't even know if I'd go that far because so many, let's go back, rewind here a year. Everyone was talking about Twitter, how Twitter's unfair, this and this and this, we need to regulate Twitter. And if you guys remember my position on that, which is rather unpopular, I was always like, you know, I, I get the whole town square and public utility argument behind Twitter, but let, let's look at the trade-offs here. And okay, you come in and force Twitter, a private company to do something uh, under the guise that it's a public utility, but where does that lead in the future? Does that open the doors for government becoming more proactive and becoming a bigger part of any business just because they say, well, this is a public utility now. Now, all of a sudden, everything's a public utility and everything has to be monitored 
and ruled over by the central planners and authoritarians. That was my concern. And I also said that, listen, there's most likely going to be a free market solution to this. And I was like, no, it's impossible. There's the network effect, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, Elon Musk comes in and buys it. Now, you may or may not like Elon Musk, but what did we see? We saw a free market solution to the problem. If enough people are pissed off at Twitter, then that opens up an opportunity for an entrepreneur to fill that gap. So if enough people are pissed off about Twitter, okay, well, this, or excuse me, TikTok, then this presents a great opportunity for an Elon Musk to incorporate maybe TikTok-like features into Twitter or maybe start his own app and parlay the audience that he has with Twitter to promote this new app and make it even better than TikTok and then let Elon Musk spy on you, not the Chinese government. Maybe you'd prefer that. <laughs> but you see my point is we always act like if there's a problem, the first place we should go for a solution is the government. That's boom. Well, we got to go to the government. We got to go to the government. And as you guys know from watching my videos, my personal view of this, as far as you know, how far on out the libertarian curve do you want to go? I never say that there is absolutely no use for government whatsoever. I, I don't go that far. But my position is that you have to treat government like Hannibal Lecter. Remember the first Silence of the Lambs movie? with uh, Jodie Foster. And if my memory serves me well, they were they, there, there was this guy that was incredibly dangerous, incredibly dangerous to the point where they wouldn't even let him talk to people in the public because he could just brainwash them just with his words. And that was Hannibal Lecter. But they were in this bizarre situation where they had to get this serial killer. I think the name was Buffalo Bill. And the only way to do it was to leverage and use this other guy that's just as dangerous, if not even more dangerous, but just happens to be behind bars. That's how I think you should view the government, just like Hannibal Lecter. You have to realize that if you have to decide what to eat for lunch, you don't want to ask Hannibal Lecter. Bad idea. The costs are going to far outweigh the benefits. And there's trade-offs there, <laughs> as Thomas Sowell says. Yes, Hannibal Lecter may tell you to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, that problem solved. But what other bigger problems is that going to create? By just talking to him, now all of a sudden, you're going to go out and start doing horrific things without you even knowing it because he's going to control your brain just by asking him about that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This is how we should view the government. As dangerous as you can possibly imagine. And we need to understand that if we use them, it's most likely going to be a scenario where the costs do outweigh the benefits. So the only point we should ever go to the government for help is if we absolutely don't have any other alternative, just like it was in Silence of the Lambs. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. 
So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Getting back to this article here. But the examination of the two TikTok bills working their way through Congress raises another question. Is TikTok being used as a wedge for a much broader effort to restrict companies owned by rival nations? Or uh, does this effort threaten American civil liberties and risk government overreach? My opinion, most likely going to be the latter, just based on what we know throughout government trying to expand itself in the not just recent past, but also throughout history, especially when you look at 2021, or excuse me, 2020. And let's not forget that most of these politicians are just puppet of the global elite in the World Economic Forum. And you don't think that the World Economic Forum would like to pass or have Biden pass some sort of bill that would give them power over more of the U.S. citizens, very similar to the Patriot Act? So here's where they get into the nitty gritty. The House passed, or which recently passed House Committee, okay, blah, blah, blah. It's uh, oriented toward penalties on U.S. citizens that would require the Secretary of the Treasury to ban any U.S. financial transactions by an American who had knowingly transferred sensitive personal information to any entity owned by or even subject to the influence of China. You see, this is where these bills and laws always lead. You just hear what the media says at surface level. we got to ban it because Chinese are spying on us. And then average Joe and Jane says, yeah, yay, let's go, bad Chinese. And they don't realize that now all of a sudden this law puts them in a position where they could be considered a domestic terrorist. Look at how subjective this is. The influence of China. What? What do you mean? I mean, I just went to Turkey and got a tour of the old town there. Well, couldn't you argue? that that person was under the influence of China? Who's not under the influence of China? Look at Walmart. Look at Home Depot. Look at Target. 90% of the garbage that you buy in there is from China. Couldn't you argue they're under the influence? And if 50% of the products that people buy are from China, couldn't you argue that the American public is under the quote-unquote influence of China? So where do you draw the line here? And who is it? Who just gets the arbitrary power to say yes and no? Oh, that's right. It would be the government. So basically what happens is they just set up more and more of these spider webs to catch whomever it is that they don't like. And that that's really where all of these bills and these types of laws lead. That's the end game here. And this article does a great job of pointing this out. They say sensitive personal information, quote unquote, that's very broad. What does that even mean? And who determines what that is? Who defines that? That could mean a company or an individual, for example, forwarded emails, shared health insurance. Yeah, so if you're just forwarding emails to, let's say, an executive at Walmart and the government deems that they're under the influence of China, well, now all of a sudden you're going to be fined a quarter million dollars or they're going to throw you in jail or, you know, who knows what will happen in the future. They'll ding your credit score or your social score when we have a central bank digital currency. The incredible broad prohibition connected to the extreme penalties in this law would in effect make it a priority of the U.S. government to try to ban the use of much Chinese software anywhere or any Chinese product, for heaven's sakes, which, by the way, is probably 50 percent of what Americans buy. 
in the world, including in nations that are allies and potential allies. Yeah, but that's not even my biggest concern. My biggest concern is how the authoritarians can use this type of law as a, a, a broad net to cast to make anyone that they want a criminal or a domestic terrorist. Here we go. The bill grants the president a wide range. So we're just making the president into a king. That's basically what we're doing here. The bill grants the president a wide range of civil and criminal options to enforce such mitigation, including forced divestment of assets, seizure of assets. So if you're doing something that they deem wrong, basically they can take all of your stuff. You're guilty until proven innocent. And see, this just proves my point. The initial foreign adversaries, I'll get back to my point in a minute. I just saw this. China, Cuba, Russia, Iran, Venezuela, North Korea. You say, okay, George, that's bad guys. All right, but they can add anyone to this list. I mean, what happens when they add Mexico or they add someplace where you have a home or someplace where your family resides? What happens when they add Colombia to this list? As an example, where I live in Medellin, who's to say that they won't? See, this is the problem with going to Hannibal Lecter every single time you have a problem. That the long-term costs almost always far outweigh the short-term benefits. And that is the secret truth these politicians don't want you to know. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.